Guys, we have a super special episode today where things get just a touch emotional. Today, we're talking about jealousy and the fear of competition. We've all experienced it, and today we share our own experiences with those emotions, even toward each other, as we build our businesses in the same not-so-big town. But we'll also share techniques for shifting your mindset, as well as practical tips for getting out of the jealousy rut. Grab a cup of coffee and take a listen. Hey, I'm Kate Bendewald. And I'm Leslie Myrick. For the last year, we've been chatting weekly to discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of running our interior design businesses and decided to hit the record button. We're interior designers getting coffee with each other and now you. While some might choose to guard the hard-earned secrets of their design success, we've chosen to support, encourage, and empower one another to be the most kick-ass business owners possible. Welcome to the Designers Getting Coffee podcast, real talk about running your design business with head and heart. Come join the conversation. This is episode four, Jealousy and Fear of Competition. Kate, this is a big one today. <laughs> it is a big one, apparently. Um, this was one of our first ideas for when we were brainstorming uh, podcast ideas. So I think that's why it's coming out early. But um, yeah, I know that there's a lot of designers, creatives in any field, I think, struggle with this idea of comparison to what everybody else is doing. And it can be a real heartbreaking experience when you go through it. But I think today we're talking about kind of mindset and um, understanding where those feelings come from and how to how to make them work to your advantage um, instead of getting overwhelmed by them. Yeah, exactly right. And this is a great topic for you and I specifically to address because technically we are each other's competition. And it's not just like, oh, we're both <laughs> interior designers. We are literally both residential interior designers with kind of similar aesthetics, living in the same city, running our own independent businesses and going after what I would imagine are a lot of the same kinds of clients. And we have managed to both be successful in this somewhat small town and not have what we are doing constantly feeling like we're competing against one another. That being said, I know I've definitely had moments of jealousy and fear that there's not enough for me having you here. And I imagine, unless you're perfect, which you kind of are, unless you're perfect, you've probably oh, had <laughs> you've probably had some of the same feelings in reverse. So I would love to hear your story about what it looked like to move to Waco, get started, to sort of suss out your competition and just let us know sort of you know, how you've landed where you are and got to where you are, because this topic does not seem to be quite as much of a struggle for you as maybe it has been for me over the past couple of years. Right. I know. And that seems weird when I say it out loud. Like I don't feel by nature a very jealous person or competitive. Um, maybe I do better things if I were a little bit more competitive. I don't know. Um, and that's certainly not to say that I haven't experienced jealousy. Um, it's just not my default emotion when it comes to seeing people do great work. Um, so, I mean, I know that, I know that I've experienced it and I think 
throughout this conversation, some of that will come up for me. Um, but I, I mean, I think we should actually, let's start with you because your story, um, I love the way that you handled you guys. Okay. This podcast is a result of like your experience with feeling jealousy and fear. So that is to say that having that emotion isn't necessarily a bad thing. Great things can come of that because you start to hustle or find solutions or get creative. Um, so can you start? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No. So we relocated to Waco, Texas coming up on four years ago. And if you're living under a rock and haven't heard of Waco, it's where this little HDTV show called Fixer Upper is filmed. So it is definitely on the map currently in terms of design. And being new, we moved here. Well, I use that word loosely. It's very lovely. Moving on. Moving here from California, (laughs) jumped into a new city. And my first instinct was, hey, let's make friends with the people that are already doing what I do in this established place. And I'm not talking Chip and Jojo, but I did my homework on who was already in Waco, what designers were here, what they were doing. And I reached out to probably five or six just with a friendly email. Hey, I'm a designer, going to be new in town, would love to meet and take you for lunch and just, you know, help build community. And I went to lunch with five designers and we all became best friends. The end. Not true. I did not get a single response from anybody. And I I just... The first time you told me that, my jaw dropped. I was like, what the F is wrong with people? Like, make some SHIT up. Like, just don't leave somebody hanging. Rude. Yeah, that's how I <laughs> it made, too. It made me mad. When you told me that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know these designers. I've not, unfortunately, not had the opportunity to get to know them. But I suspect there was that. Did your part. I, that's fair. I did my part. I suspect there was that competition mentality of, whoa, 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 new girl coming to town. I'm not going to be friends with her. I'm not giving her my secrets and giving her a leg up. And that's not at all what I was looking for. But I realized that this wasn't going to be a town necessarily that I had designer friends in. And I just kind of had to get comfortable with doing things on my own, hitting the ground running, doing everything in my power to make a name for myself, get established, meet people, be of service to people and bring value to this community. And over the past four years of being here, I have been voted number one in a couple of different publications and surveys. I'm not gonna name any names, HGTV designer, but I did come ahead of her a couple years ago as the best of Waco, (laughs) which I'm quite proud of. So you're not competitive at all. I'm not competitive. (laughs) Nope, not at all. Yeah, I'm 100% competitive. (laughs) And maybe that's why sometimes I struggle with jealousy and fear about competition because there is a very competitive nature in me and very much a perfectionist nature of I have always, I like being the best. A lot of things in my life have come easy skill-wise and it's hard not to be the top dog or to be the best at what I do. And so I came to Waco. Nobody wanted to be my friend. And I just did what I could to get plugged in and get connected. 
you know, make a name for myself, write a magazine column, do great work. And then there's one fateful day a couple years ago where I was being a total, I guess, narcissist. And exactly. I was- It was exactly a year ago, actually. Is it just one year? I feel like I've known you forever. We just had our one year anniversary here. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Kate. Our wake our anniversary. Our wake anniversary. So being the, I guess, narcissist, but probably just smart business owner that I am, I was- <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. I was- searching for myself online because sometimes things come up I don't know about. I've, I've found really good press mentions okay, that way. Real quick, if you're listening to this, raise your hand if you've ever Googled yourself. Okay. Like everybody's <laughs> hand just went up. So you just, it's, it's cool. We've done so it. So I'm, I'm on the Googles or the hows or somewhere online looking for Leslie Myrick and, you know, searching for keywords like Waco interior designer, Waco designer, and seeing, you know, making sure that I'm coming up and who do I see but this beautiful creature oh my gosh. named Kate Benderwald? And it says, you know, location Waco, Texas. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, shut the front door. She was not on my list a couple years ago. Who is she? <laughs> and I, like a total nerd, sent her an email and I was like, hey, uh, I'm a designer too. Found you on the internet. Want to be my friend? Essentially. And she said yes, and it's been a match made in heaven ever since. <laughs> and now we have our one-year Wakeoversary. But it was just awesome finding a peer, finding a true colleague, someone who was supportive of what I did, regardless of the fact that you do the same thing for the same clients. And there could have very easily been a competition mentality between the two of us of, you know, one of us has to win. There has to be a winner and a loser. Right. And instead, we started getting together every Friday morning for coffee. We called it Biz Buddies Coffee. That's how it was in our calendar. <laughs> and that is how this whole podcast was born. This idea of supporting one another, regardless of being in the same industry, even in the same town. And it's not like we live in a you know, city of millions. Waco is not that big. And through all of that, it's been amazing and supportive. And I would be lying if I didn't say that there were moments that I struggled with jealousy, seeing how successful, Kate, you became so quickly. There were moments where my business was struggling and I didn't have much of a pipeline and active projects were wrapping up. And I was really scared about where was my next client going to come from? you know, how was I going to be financially in a month or two from now? And I feel like from my point of view, you just strutted on into Waco and had clients oh. left, right, and center, and you're doing all these things. And you're just, you were so busy with clients that you hardly had time to blog or to market. And there was a moment, and I don't remember the whole story, but I remember sitting in your office and sharing some of those feelings with you and crying and hugging and loving. And it was a beautiful interaction of <laughs> I remember that me admitting my struggles of you're awesome and you're killing it and I feel inferior and both of us just realizing the magic that there is in supporting each other instead of looking at it that for one of us to win the other has to lose oh my gosh I have goosebumps all over my body <laughs> I remember that and I think it's and you actually just revealed yourself a little bit more to me. Um, 
And I think it's great that we're having this conversation and that we're choosing to hit the record button and share this with other people because I know um, this is a pretty universal um, experience, but when you're experiencing it, it just feels like you're the only one having this feeling. But the truth is um, you were looking at, at things from, you know, your one-sided lens and it always seems like things happen overnight and effortlessly. And that most certainly is, was not the case for me. Um, so, and, and I think you know that now, but in the moment that's where you were and that's what, how you felt. Um, so I think we have to remind ourselves when we are having that experience, um, if we can zoom out a little bit and remember that we're only seeing one side of somebody. So when you see somebody that you, that brings up those emotions of jealousy and fear of competition with, or maybe it's, yeah, I mean, maybe it's fear of competition and jealousy. I don't know if those are different or the same or what, but if you can take just a bird's eye view of things and remember that you're only seeing one side of things that nothing good comes, you know, hard, I would almost, I don't even use the word hard, the phrase hard work, but like smart work, everything takes work. Everything takes time. And those people who are successful, none of that happened overnight. Even for Chip and Joanna, it seems like just happened overnight. No way did that happen overnight for them. There was a lot of grit and hard work and struggling and juggling. And they talk about it in their book, which yes, I've read, duh. Um, and so I think that it's just important to kind of remind ourselves that they worked for their success too. And you're working for yours. And I, I hate this phrase, but I'm going to use it. You be you. <laughs> just do your thing. Stay in your lane. Get inspired by the people who you um, experience that maybe jealousy or, or fear of competition from. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think like the jealousy thing and fear of competition is a little bit different because the jealousy to me says like, they could be living anywhere. Right. And you're just like, how does that person who's 10 years younger than me and has 20 kids and single mom, like have so much success and I have two kids and a partner and X, Y, and Z. And like, how does she do it? Um, that's to me like jealousy. Like I've, I mean, come on, how many times have I told you, like, Leslie, I swear to God, you have more hours in the day than I do. Um, and then fear of competition, I think directly relates to the people who are in your circle of influence and the people who could potentially share a client that like you would be competing for work with. Um, so that, I think we're talking about both here, but they are a little bit different. Get inspired by the people that you don't be afraid. Just get inspired. <laughs> You make a great point about the idea of getting inspired because I think there are people that we can look to, whether it's other designers, whether it's bloggers, influencers, celebrities, people that we can look at and say, hey, they have something I want. What can I learn from them? How can I grow? Yeah. But there gets to be a point sometimes where the jealousy isn't motivating us to move forward. It is hindering us in this sort of desire for what we lack. 
And in that case, it is totally okay to unfollow, to unsubscribe, to not have that influence and impact your your zone of awesome. If there is someone, (laughs) something, some account, some influence on you that is not serving you, that is straight up just, you know, it hits all those jealous buttons and there is nothing to be gleaned. Let that go so that you can focus on bettering yourself, bettering your business and making meaningful connections with those people who are going to be on your team with those people like my girl, Kate, who is going to eat pizza and froze at lunch with me and powwow and help me (laughs) run a better business. Or, you know, there's the time where you freelance hired me for an afternoon because you were in a pickle and I had some free time and I helped you pull a project together and you've done the same for me. Can we we talk about that for a second? I would love to. I really just want to give you a shout out again for anybody that's listening. So this is like the epitome of like overcoming that feeling of jealousy and fear. So the short story for me is when we moved here, I was really struggling to get started with work, not because I didn't, wasn't capable. I, well, actually I kind of wasn't capable. I was sort of depressed about leaving my city and my friends and my family there um, to come to this town where I was not real thrilled to be here at first. Um, And so like the motivation to work just, was gone. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to reinvent myself and do something totally different. And then I just like couldn't pull it together and I didn't know what that was going to be. And so at the end of the summer, when the girls started school, I was like, oh man, looking at the bank account, I'm like girls got to get to work. <laughs> and so I literally, like I hustled hard for like two or three weeks connecting with people and I, I don't, I think people overuse the word hustle, but that's exactly what I was doing. Um, you know, pulling out all the stops and it worked. And I got literally like, I think it was five clients that I had been courting over a period of time all said yes in the same week. And so I'm like, oh man, how am I going to manage this? So it was just kind of this bombardment of work. So for you, it also seemed like success straight out of the gate. Um, but that's really what happened. Um, but there was this moment where I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish this project, this deliverable for this client in the timeline that I gave her. And I'm freaking out because that is one of the things that I am so diligent about. Like if I have a self-imposed deadline, it may or may not happen. (laughs) If I have a deadline that I put on myself and I tell a client that that's what it's going to be come hell or high water, I will be there and I will deliver what I say I will deliver. And so I was just talking about this with you over one of our coffee dates and you were like, do you want some help? (laughs) Yes. This is when I was crying in your office, I believe. (laughs) And so like, she literally was like, okay, let's break for an hour and I'll meet you at your house and you can put me to work. And she came in and she like cranked out some amazing work for me that I didn't have to explain anything much more than like, this is the look that we're going for. And these are the pieces I need. And she like sourced all this stuff and specified it for me. And I was kissing the ground. She walked on and you guys like, that's the kind of active, the kind of behavior that I think um, can really squash those feelings of jealousy and fear of competition. You're just like, we're in this together. Like you have your clients, I have mine and we are going to rock this town together. And it, it is what it is. And I, I mean, I think that was a pretty brave thing for you to offer. 
Thank you, friend. And I think we've had all these like sparkly, wonderful moments of like, I know it's hit me sometimes where I'm like, maybe we should go into business together. And then I'm like, nah, I'm too much of a control freak. And I think it is too. <laughs> and I think separate but together is a good arrangement for us. But that's also yeah. part of how this podcast was born was that we want to do something together. Do something together. And um, you can hire me to freelance and I'll hire you. And that works well. But when it comes down to it, I want to be my boss and you want to be your boss. And that's great. And I can honestly say, I have never had a client come to me that's like, so I'm thinking about hiring Leslie Myrick Art and Design. I'm also interviewing Kate Benderwald Interiors. Let's put you two head to head. Like that has never happened once that someone has either been shopping around or at least letting me know that they're interviewing multiple people. I don't think we've ever had any clients cross that we know of and that's because there is more than enough work to go around. The people that are finding you are connecting with you because of your point of view, your vision, your voice, your authenticity, the people you know from pickup line at school and the receptionist at the dentist's office and all the wonderful random people you meet throughout the day. That's how I find so many of my clients. And I imagine that's the same with you, Kate, is that a lot of it does come from marketing but some of the organic stuff just from being us as humans also leads to making those connections that bring in new clients. And like oh. I said, it's, it's not let's pit Kate against Leslie and see who would win because I have like flabby mom arms and I wouldn't. But <laughs> there really is, talking about. <laughs> there really is so, enough. And I, it's hard sometimes though to, to remember that when you're – ride in the struggle bus and feeling like everyone around you is rising to the top and you are barely covering your expenses. Okay. So this is a really great segue into this idea of, which I know we're going to cover later in more depth, but this is the part when you start feeling that way to just put down the, put down the insty put her down. And it's time for you to sit and start like brainstorming what makes you unique, what makes you different, what makes you stand out. And for some of you, that's going to be really easy. You're like, I, okay. So Leslie, yours is. I'm not into beige. My bust, mission, out, bust out of beige. Bust is out of boring. My bust mission boring. is to banish beige from Waco, Texas. And it is a slow. Girl life. loves some alliteration. <laughs> I do. I'm like a whore for alliteration. <laughs> oh my God. I hate it. So many. Okay. So this is how we're different. Like there's a lot of. <laughs> there are other ways we're different. Like girl could like sleep with teal, like all wrapped. Like if, if you could teal for days, I love it too. But. Um, it's my color and you can't it's, have it's it. like, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have teal in my house. Anyway, so you've got your things that are like you and that is going to be attractive to your clients. And I'm going to have my things that are different that set me apart from you, even though we do share a lot of similarities. So when you are experiencing jealousy or fear of competition Instead of focusing your time and energy on the other person, um, I think, well, I think there's a good part. I think it's good to do that for just a moment to think about, okay, what are they doing that I'm really inspired by or that I like, or that I want to achieve Um, and find ways to mimic that. Don't copy it. Find a way to make it your own. Um, And then I think do that briefly and then really turn the mirror back to you and ask yourself, 
what makes me, what makes me stand out and how can I relay that to my potential clients? Um, so that I'm attracting the kind of people that I really want to work with. Um, and I think just in practicing taking the energy away from the other person and putting it back on yourself, you can really get yourself out of that rut pretty quickly. I love that. And so some ways to do that, if we just were to dive in briefly, we won't go whole hog because this is, <laughs> there are courses on this stuff, but, um, you know, make sure you've got a strong brand and a strong, a strong story behind your work. And that's, I think marketing 101 is it's not just a freaking logo. It is a color story. It is a language, the language that you use. It is, um, your, how you treat your social media, how you engage with people, both in person and online. Um, it's even sometimes sharing your own story of where you've been and why you're doing this and how you want to help others, whatever the case may be for you, start to weave that story together through a cohesive brand visually, but also through your storytelling and your words, the words that you use. Um, and then stand in your place. Just own it and let that be your thing. That's, that's what makes you, you and people are going to be attracted to it. You know, I mean, this obviously goes without saying like, in addition to like do good work and be a responsible designer and treat your clients well so that you can develop good relationships and repeat clients and word of mouth referrals and all of those things that, you know, make up the bigger picture. But when it comes to just standing out, that's really how we do it is it's not just through our visual story but through our our words and our language and how we how we communicate not only who we are but why we're doing this and who we hope to help and how we plan to help them i mean even if you just sat down and you were like answered these questions who who what when where why <laughs> like who am i aiming to serve where are my people why um why do they need my help why do i want to help why do i feel like i'm capable of helping them. Um, you know, answering those five questions alone is like the most basic way you can start to hone that story in for yourself. When you stand apart, there is no competition because you are you doing your thing in your way and nobody can compare with that. I find that, um, the fear of competition comes in when I am operating from a place of trying to copy what someone else is doing because I see it working for them and having it not feel authentic. And Mm -hmm. a a great example of that is, you know, being in Waco, Texas, shout out to Chip and Jojo again, the number of times people from outside Waco find out I live here and they say, oh, you know, what's it like being a designer in the same city as Joanna Gaines? Like, you know, is, is it competition between you two? First of all, she didn't even know I exist. Second of all, no, she... (laughs) owns her niche. I'm like, girlfriend, I mean, you guys all know her style. Like she's crushing it. Nobody can touch her. She has really set herself apart in a way that resonates with a lot of people. And because that look, that style is so authentically her, she is attracting the people that are into that. I love me some good old fashioned shiplap, but that's kind of where our similarities end. And the people that are coming to me are not going to be the ones coming to Jojo. And the people coming to Jojo are not going to touch me with a 10 foot pole. Now, (laughs) if I were here trying to do modern farmhouse and replicate what she has created in this town, 
you better believe every day I would be struggling to survive in business and feeling like a big pile of garbage sauce because I can't compete because that's not me. Garbage sauce. Where do you get this stuff from? There's going to be more coming. We got lots more episodes and lots more weird lessons. That just puts the worst visual in my head. That's, but I don't want to feel like garbage sauce. (laughs) And so, so, okay. So how do we, what, okay. So that's like an obvious one. That is where you, like, there's no denying how different your aesthetics are. But in the case of, of you and me, now I can pretty clearly identify how we're different personally, just visually. Um, but we both identify with a more modern aesthetic. We both really embrace color. And so I could see how as a potential client looking at the two of us side by side, that you it, it could look like you're comparing apples to apples. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can see how it can be difficult sometimes to really dive in deeper and further, you know, and a lot of times I think it's has less to do with the aesthetic and more to do with your presence and how you, um, how you, I mean, feel free to jump in here and finish my words. Um, but like your process, maybe, maybe your process is really unique. Um, I know that I, my process is slightly different than yours. Um, they're, they're sort of similar, but maybe it's just that little bit that is different. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but like when you feel like you're struggling to identify how you're different, when we're talking about competition, right? If you are feeling like you're competing on your design aesthetic alone, you're sunk because guys, like while it is a skill and a talent we've all developed, it's also not that hard. Like we can, most designers do a pretty decent job. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some not so great stuff, but overall, like if a client goes searching for a designer, they're going to find a bunch of people who are doing great work. So then from there, what sets you apart? If you are trying to compete on aesthetic alone, meaning you are marketing yourself as farmhouse for lack of a better term, because that's what's been coming up and everyone else is doing farmhouse, you're not going to stand out unless there is something about you, you as a person, you as the business owner, you as the face of the business that draws people to you. And that is Kate. I think what sets us apart here is that yes, there are some comparables in our aesthetic, but you and I, while we are similar and get along like gangbusters, we are different. You're right. We have different processes. Personally, we have different aesthetics, although today we're <laughs> dressed like oh we're matching. God, you guys, we went, to the, <laughs> we went to have lunch together to get caught up on some work and we literally were dressed the same. And side note, we she bought the same purse bag pack as I have. I'm not judging. I'm making, that's a joke, but it's true. And so we actually had the same purse too. I think the only difference was I had a beer and you did not. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise we were the same person. Yes. Anyway, we're the same in a lot of ways, but that is what, (laughs) that's, what's going to draw people to you is the essence of you. I mean, those little quirks (laughs) that make you different, your communication, how you like a cologne from the (laughs) ninety. Calvin Klein's the essence of you. I wouldn't wear that. That sounds really awful. But that really is like, that is kind of the secret to me of 
moving past the the jealousy, the fear that competition based win lose mindset is, yeah, we all do great designs. Like we're all awesome, fantastic. What makes you set apart that you don't feel like you have competition? And for us, I think we both know who we are, what we're about. We're solid in our processes and our client relations and our onboarding process in our marketing. Mm -hmm. And those set us apart right there. The kind of people that are going to be reading your Facebook posts might not resonate with them as they do mine or vice versa. I have the magazine column. I'm reaching clients that way. You have other ways that you're marketing that maybe you're finding a different audience than I am. So that reminds me. Mm. I remember that one time you got teary in my office and that referencing back to the story from before. It was about the Way Cohen article. And I was like, girl, you have a column in there every month. What are you talking about? And but then, your your whole wow. home was in there and it was gorgeous. Oh. Gorgeous. <laughs> well, you're sweet, but I just my point is like sometimes we just need to take a step back and put things into perspective of like how, you know just own, stand in our space, do our thing. Um, and sometimes we just need a little reminder. So as we wrap up, I want to make sure that we're leaving people with tangible tactical steps. I think the stories are fantastic and I'm so glad that you're sticking around to listen to our vulnerable stories of me crying in Kate's office (laughs) about (laughs) competition. And Kate, I'd love to hear just a few action items from you quick, quick and dirty. Yeah. When you're feeling the, the jealousies creep in, when you're feeling like you're riding the struggle bus and you're not getting ahead and that there yeah. is competition, what are three things that you have learned to do to kind of pick yourself up out of that funk and get back on your rock and Kate Bendewald train? Yeah. Okay. So number one, um, remember that there's room for everyone. Um, and just let that be a mantra for yourself. Um, go ahead and take a little bit of time. Sorry. Number two, (laughs) go ahead and take a little bit of time to sort of explore and be curious and look at it from a a viewpoint of curiosity and study, like, what is this person doing that I'm so entranced with and find a way to not copy it, but to mimic it. So if you see somebody that has this beautiful streamlined process of working with their clients and that's the story they're telling, like, Find out how you can make your process super, super special. Um, And also just number three, keep in mind that um, actually there might be four of these. (laughs) Keep in mind that what you see isn't, you're not getting the full picture. Um, Nobody that has the kind of good, well-earned success did it overnight. Um, and so there's always going to be people ahead of you and there will always be people behind you and just stay in your place and just move along and, and keep working hard and doing good work and being honest and, um, you're going to, to do really well. Um, oh gosh, I had a fourth one. You've already had four. You had a fifth one. I had a fifth one. I just keep going. (laughs) Oh, well, I know just like then when it's time, walk away from reviewing what that other person does and then sit down and put the mirror on you and sit and write out like, what is it that makes you so special? Put it into words and create copy that you use over and over and over again, that becomes part of your branding and that you're known for. Um, and make sure that that and your visual story are in alignment and 
use it with consistency and you will really start to stand out as a brand that people know, like, and trust and will buy from again and again. Love it. One exercise. If I'm going to add, no, no, pick up the mic. I got this one. (laughs) Number six. (laughs) One exercise. Number number 20. I don't even know what we're on. One exercise that's really helped me is instead of taking, like, instead of thinking about how far I still have to go, grabbing a pen and paper, looking back how far I've come in a short time. And things happen so slowly that you're like, this is how I've always done it. But girl, I can look back on being the noob designer in Waco, emailing all my potential designer friends who never wanted to talk to me, thinking about what my processes were like, what my contract was like, how much I charged. And gosh, like this business as it stands today is worlds apart from what it was three and a half, four years ago. That alone is such a motivational kick in the pants. Can I? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go for it. You're excited. Just wrap up this this episode with a story of just to put this into perspective of like one of my. I'm pretty sure it was like my very first client on my own. Um, I literally sewed my own pillows and curtains for this client. Literally sewed it myself. And there was, might have been one pillow where I couldn't figure out how to finish it. So I just super glued it together to finish it off. Oh yeah. True story. We've that, all doesn't, been that, doesn't, that doesn't leave this room. <laughs> yeah. Look back. They, and- they hired me again, by the way, later. <laughs> and I so, hope you didn't use super glue. I did not. Use- <laughs> when, you're, when you're riding that struggle bus of competition and you feel like you just cannot get ahead, pause and look back because girl, I'm telling you, you have come so far and you will continue to go so far. Own your stuff. Yep. There is more than enough work out there for everyone. Even in the moments, it does not feel like it. I know it can be scary when you don't have a full pipeline and you're not sure what's coming next. Learn from those around you. Believe in what you've accomplished to get here and keep moving forward. You're going to kill it. I think our next episode should be about what to do when your business is slow. Ooh, I like that. Or soon. I have, I, I could talk about that for a long time. Okay. Good to see you, Leslie. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. You as well, my friend. Let's keep doing this every Friday. Okay. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey designer, thanks for sharing part of your day with us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to connect with badass design bosses like you. For more Designers Getting Coffee and to join the conversation, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Designers Getting Coffee.